and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 267. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sininski. Hello. Hey, I have two thumbs. Hi, Jenna. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Uh, first things first, beer. We are nearing the end of the special edition old-style can of hands. Yes, we are. We're, we're dangerously close. I'm going to keep this can really nice, so I'm going to wash it out and put it on display. I'll have to get a total wine after this week. Shoot, I'll have to go because, yeah, wow, there's not any there's beer left. And beer. That's not going to work for the next uh, recording. Okay, no. all, right. all right. We're not going to share a beer. No. No, God, no. This is America. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the first topic, which I am unreasonably excited for, Me I want to quickly touch on our Patreon page. Yep, Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. On this page, you'll find three open-end levels of support starting at a dollar that you can help us support uh, hosting costs and beer and stuff like that. Okay, Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. And will also allow us to buy a 2024 Fiat 500 electric. Which is? Now coming to America! Yay! Yay! So, I, midweek, yes. was... Given this information, I think first by yes by me you, and then I sent it to Scott, and then Corey independently sent it to me after you did. So I'm like, are we going to end up with like four brand new Fiat 500Es? Yeah, we are. Okay. Um, it, my friend Chris, um, there's two Chris's in California that are very similar. Um, Chris Green, I think, is the one that sent me this link. Yeah, make sure I'm not misremembering that. <sighs> they'll both be at our wedding, so. Don't make We haven't even made the guest list yet. <laughs> so anyway, while Ryan is searching, the e- the European model is the one that's getting shown up tomorrow. Chris. It was a Chris that's from California that sent it to me. He was a friend of mine. A California Chris. Yes. Okay, well, at least we have that information sorted. Yes. So this car will be officially announced at the LA Auto Show tomorrow. Is that correct? Thursday. As in day before yesterday. It's oh. already been announced. But well, we'll be going more into depth on what they showed uh, in Lo- at Los Angeles next episode. Okay. So, But they, they brought a European spec car yes. to the LA Auto Show. Yes. So that's not going to be what we get. Um, but I'm curious to see how they're going to update it. Yeah, because by the time we get it, this car's already been out for two years mm-hmm. in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. 2020 was the unveiling. Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be mid-model refresh is what mm-hmm. they're going to do. And I think... the. I think it's clever what Fiat did here. Because Fiat doesn't have money to um, take an L. Like if they if they have a car, it's a dud. They're dead in the water. Now, when you say L, do you mean five hundred L? <laughs> kind of. I mean, uh, no, those are successful. That's, that's currently keeping them afloat. Um, actually, it's the X. It's not even the L anymore. Which they've sold seven hundred and forty this calendar year. <laughs> Doing great, Fiat. Yep. Um, it's weird what happens when you don't bring new product and you let your existing product stagnate. And then you just literally have other cars that are available in Europe that we would like. Correct. And then you don't bring them here. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. That's I mean, also what happens when Fiat is brought here by the parent company that owns Chrysler and then the dude that brought it here dies and somebody from Chrysler takes over Fiat. Yep. And, and that's like, why they have not brought anything here. What's this company over here? I don't know what that is. Yeah. No, the only reason Fiat still exists is because they own Chrysler. And if Chrysler tried to kick them out of here, yep. Fiat would just let Chrysler die. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to find a new parent company. So yeah, good luck in like, this recession. Exactly. It's like it's another recession. So it's like, it's like oh, we, we tidied you over for exactly one like financial cycle. Right. And now you're on your own for the next recession. Have and fun with we your are giant trucks. Right back where we were because the old new Fiat 500 was announced the year of the huge recession in the United States. Yep. We got it four years later. Interesting. Huge recession right now. We're going to get a Fiat in two years. Yep. Did I mention also, the last time they brought an electric one to offset a huge number of cafe credits, and that's going to be exactly what this one is, too. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense. It's a great, really, really well-selling, beautiful, small EV. So I have a link here. The If you look in the background immediately behind it, mm-hmm. that appears to be a Fiat 500X convertible. Oh, yeah. In the I, poster. I, I want that. 
I don't want an X at all, but I do like the rolly top roofs. Yeah, no, I would like that because my dad recently bought a big dumb Mazda because he decided he needed a truck, <laughs> even though his truck has less interior space than my mom's subcompact Mazda <laughs> because he's an idiot <laughs> and my dad doesn't fucking know how to think. Mm. Um, but this would be a great vehicle for him. That is probably true. My yeah, biggest issue with the rolly top cars is the trunk opening gets way smaller, and I need the full hatch when yeah, I buy a vehicle. Yeah, he is currently driving a Mazda MX-5, no, MX-5, CX-5. Okay. And the CX-5 somehow, no, CX-3. Yeah, he's the CX-3. Wow, what and a the non-committal CX- vehicle. I know, it's awful. <laughs> it had, it's based off the Mazda DMEO platform and has less interior, less usable interior space than my mom's Mazda 2. Superb. Yeah. But when Incredible. I say superb, I mean awful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. It's terrible in every way. It's bad. I'm just very excited because it sounds like we're even going to get heat pumps probably. Scott yep. was looking through the French website and it's really ambiguous, but it sounds like it is at least offered in some configuration. So we should be able to, in theory, get one with a heat pump. And I forgot yeah, the French I've, word for it, but it was hilarious. Um, it's like uh, bomba, bomba de, bomba de cho- chauffage or something. Chauffeur. Chauffeur. Yeah, yeah. bomba de chauffeur. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so good. How did I know that? Uh-huh. Like, from like the three words of French that I know. Because <laughs> you're probably looking at heat pumps. I don't know. I guess, yeah. Um, but I, I'm so, so happy because I loved my first gen 500E. Yeah. No, that was a great car, and I like my current 500. I just hate that it's a gas engine, because I really fucking hate that for a daily driver right now. <laughs> yep. It's like, it's very cool, and I get on the highway, and that is it. I do hope that... Like, that's the only time it's good. <laughs> for the U.S. market, that we get a better battery density option for the bigger one? Because right now, the EPA, sorry, the WLTP range on the big one is 199 miles in Europe, which is 150-ish here. Yeah, I mean, that would be fine. That's still more than the last one. Oh, way more. Yeah, because the last one was 50, right? Because uh, you, you could go 100 miles on it. Yeah, realistically, it was 65-mile range, the yeah. old one. So this is going to be double that, which is huge, especially heat pump's going to be really big. It'll have CCS fast charging yes. up to like 85 kilowatts or something awesome. like that. So, But it's so pretty. It's so cute. I love it. Yeah, I have even my like staunchest of like gasser friends can't hate this. Oh, God, no. And so a lot of my friends that are into like collecting weird old geos and stuff, they're mm-hmm. all like, wow, I, I actually will be able to afford a reasonable car when... Yeah. this comes to America, I'm like, yeah, you're right. And my fiat will be pretty much paid off because I took a very, very, very small monthly car payment, as I always do. I was also thinking about this because I'm like, uh, I wouldn't I put mean, my name on right now, but in 2023, my car will be paid off. So Yeah, I'm going to trade <laughs> my fiat for one of these. So. I, I don't think I can get rid of the Model S unless this has a lot more going for it, but I'm, mm. I'm really tempted to get one of these, too. This is the thing. By the time this comes out, your Model S will be really long in the tooth. Yeah, but it will also still have a better highway range. It'll still have free charging. It will still also be able to get up my unplowed street, which yeah, but this maybe is, this th- will, maybe this I think, won't. I think this will, but the thing is with Tesla mm-hmm. is these are like, what are those W120, W203? What was the generation? Like the tiny taillight Mercedes from like the late 90s? Tiny taillight? The one where they had the little round taillights. Like, you know, relative to like the W. 201. Well, if it was a super melty C-Class, that yeah. was a 203. Yeah, that's what I was saying, the 203s. Yeah, because like right now, whenever I think of a Tesla, it's like a 203. Like, 203s are great when they were new. And they... But they've all rusted back into the ground like Lancia's. Yes, and they've aged very, very poorly in every you way. You just don't see them anymore because they all rusted back into the ground like Lancia's. Yes, and then they also had, had gasket problems, and they had air suspension problems, and then they had electronic problems, and then the doors wouldn't stay on. Um, you know. They are built like E36s. Yeah, so which is I feel not a like <laughs> I feel like Teslas, just from like how I've seen them operate on a daily basis, mm-hmm. are going to age like 203s. The tech is going to be a huge problem if nobody can root it for an end user. Yeah, and the thing is, is the car itself. The seems car fine. is pretty much all tech, though. No, it's just an MCU. The rest of it's standard module stuff. Well, I mean, like there's the doors pop out like the door handles pop out and yeah, stuff i'm just i'm thinking i'm thinking like normal people not, yeah. not not necessarily you but like right aftermarkets have solved that luckily 
That's good. that's good that they were very problematic. They were terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, Teslas are going to age poorly. I think that's going to be very reflected in their value moving forward. Because the reason people like a Model S is because a Model S is like the good electric car. Mm-hmm. But by 2024, there are going to be so many other good electric cars. But there won't be that many that you can use for free on a charge network. That's true. That's true. But I just think that I don't think Tesla's like I, I think that they're not going to hold their value. I, well. I think you're right. I mean, yeah. I'm fully expecting my car will be worth nothing, yeah. which is fine. All the more reason to keep it as a winter beater. I guess yeah. But it doesn't change the fact that I desperately want and probably will get a 500D as well. Yes, 500Ds are the way to go. This is the correct car. I mean, like. I need a car that's as small as possible, as electric as possible. Yes. That can do a burnout. This can. Yes. Um, yeah, that's Correct. all the things I want. That heats up immediately. Yes. I want to go out for lunch. Yes. Because this is a very cursed problem that I have. Everywhere I go in for lunch is less than five minutes away from my house. Okay. They're outside of walking distance. I don't want to take the light rail because I don't want to turn it into a 20-minute excursion mm-hmm. of like just commuting. So it is literally I need to drive a car to get to any lunch spot in a reasonable time frame mm-hmm. so I can maximize my lunch time. Without eating. spending 80 times what it should cost with something like DoorDash. Exactly. Which, <sighs> like, yeah, that's just not even an option. Tell me you're rich without yeah, telling me you're rich. Even with, like, Grubhub, like, premium or whatever it is, it's yeah. still insane. Like, I only do that when weather's like this, and I don't want to leave at night. <laughs> Like, that's when I use Grubhub. I got you. But having a tiny car like this, this is, like, the peak use of an electric car. Oh, yeah. No, it it is a city car. It is exactly what I need. And I really hope that this uh, gets Honda to get their ass in gear and bring the Urban E here. But I'm sure Honda will wait until the Urban E is the size of an Acura Legend to bring it here. And we will be receiving the Urban E in, like, 2045. It's going to be the Urban Tegra? Yeah, and it'll be t- it'll be 2045, and nobody's gonna want it because it's not what we asked for originally. Oh my god! It's but just... yes, it's th- this car's good though. Oh, I just realized that our topics are out of order, but that's no problem. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> why don't you do yours next? Sounds good. Uh, I also have a Fiat topic, and this was put in like two weeks prior to this announcement, but that's totally fine. Oh, I actually meant to delete my last topic, so don't worry. Oh, fine. Well, fine the, then. The, the one that I replaced with the uh, Fiat 500e, so we don't have to worry about that. So let's talk about your thing. I just have to make sure I don't get the links wrong when we move forward. But uh, Fiat got rid of the twin air powertrain, mm-hmm. which is a little bit sad because it's just a happy little two-cylinder and the pistons move yeah, up plucky, and down at the yeah. same time. It's awesome. But they have a new base model engine solution, which is kind of interesting because it's a lot like the first gen insight ima system yeah where you have a Whoa. pancake motor and you still get a manual transmission that's cool i know that's but actually great another thing that this actually won't be coming to the u.s of course not no. and it's debuting on the new fiat panda which also won't come to the u.s yep <laughs> but i mean because god, god forbid you compete with a mazda 3 <laughs> oh my goodness i know especially the interior volume of a panda know, right? is massive like, i mean like you're talking first gen why would, xb why would you ever want to eat mazda's lunch because chrysler has so many options that the, that compete directly. they're probably just concerned they don't want to you know take somebody's lunch away that'd be so rude it would be yeah be terrible they'd be just awful jeep but tucker is actually the one that uh found this and i don't remember why he was looking for european fiat stuff maybe it was like I, the mirage maybe he's looking for like a, like a new suit because <laughs> he just looks right yeah, he would like wear this as a suit <laughs> the car is so small <laughs> like this is a car where i like you know i i should probably be an extra large but i like tighter fitting things so i wear a large yeah, and so like, medium. Yeah. yeah, and so I and the same way with my cars. I should probably take a larger vehicle. Like I'm objectively comfortable in Jana's uh, Alexis that she got. Yeah, but I still like driving my Fiats and mm-hmm. tiny vehicles. And so maybe Tucker is just taking a note out of my book, and he and he was like, "Hmm, I'd like a new tuxedo. I need a steel tuxedo. What <laughs> yeah. have you got for me? Here we go. Well, right this way, sir." <laughs> 
But that's not a long topic. So, I didn't even bother to get a link. That's but. actually that's very cool that they did that. Um, well, I mean, if it's like the multi-air technology, it's likely we'll see that trickle down through Stellantis into stuff that we actually do get here. Exactly. Just that's not in product that we care about. Well, actually, doesn't Stellantis own Peugeot? Maybe they'll end up getting it as like a Peugeot product at they some do. point. Yeah. So they'll probably make an electric Peugeot and bring it here. Well, they certainly won't shove it in a Nissan. Well, because they don't own Nissan, so. Oh, that's right. They did split off. Yeah. because that. That's Peugeot. Renault. Peugeot Peugeot and Citroën are owned by Stellantis. Yeah. Renault is its own thing. With Renault just collects garbage. <laughs> like they've got an amazing collection of trash in their portfolio. But like Stellantis is actually a good company seeing Chrysler. Um, so I think that you might... Because I know that Peugeot's been doing a lot of concepts with EV powertrains, so mm-hmm. they don't have anything that's like... Feasible right, right they now. don't have a platform right now. Yeah, they don't like have a platform yet. right now. Although I would say that a Citroen Cactus would sell like hotcakes. Oh hot my here. goodness, just the name alone. Yeah, no, that would absolutely sell like, like hotcakes <sighs> here. Every time somebody spots a cactus in Michigan, I'm like, please, just do it. I'm not yeah. going to buy one, but do it. I'll buy it. I, I would get a 500e. I would buy a cactus and trade it for 500e. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm ready yeah. to make these bad I was financial looking decisions. At, um, a city in Maine where their driveways are in Canada, <laughs> and he goes, "I want to own this property." It'd be tra- awesome. I could park my Avon time down by the street. Exactly. Like I could. Uh, I'm like, wow. I could just <clears> register <throat> my car at my house. I would have to live in Maine, which would suck. Oh, but, but apparently, that specific city has caused international strife. There's a, man, there's a man who's arrested and is no longer allowed to go to the gas station because it's in the United States and his passport got revoked. <laughs> it's very cursed. What an absurd thing. I know, it's very cursed. That's like ultimate energy put into a property. I know, it's really bad. It it's eventually closed cursed. down because people were too afraid to go there. Oh, However, four, four people still live there because it's a really nice area. <laughs> so... This is a complete tangent, kind of, but have you seen the regular car reviews in Nissan Altima? No. Oh my god, it is the best thing ever. He's just leaning into Altima energy the entire time and just belittling this guy for buying this car. You have to watch it. Everyone, go watch regular car reviews Nissan Altima because I'm not even going to explain it. It is so worth watching. It's my favorite RCR ever. So, you've heard of the term Mandela effect, right? I have. So, that's like when it's like Pikachu's tail being black. Or like having a little black tip. He doesn't have a black tip on his tail. But they've also gone through artist redesigns multiple times. But he does, he's not historically had a black tail. Or a black mark on his tail. I know, it, that's an actual Mandela effect. I got really messed up when I found that out. But anyway. <laughs> the fruit of the Loom Cornucopia. Exactly, the Fruit of the Loom Cornucopia is another great example of a Mandela effect. The Bernstein Bears. I was wondering, what are your Mandela effects with cars? I know I have a few, like, weird ones. Like, I thought, for all, up until I bought my EF, I thought that VTEC came, like, started on SIs. Like, when I was younger. Yeah. And that's because every generation except for the EF and the EA had, um, had VTEC. On. That's a really good question. I did not you, pre-read the you, notes, you so I'm thinking to, right now. You have to like actually kind of think about that. Yeah, like I was so sure, but mm-mm. nope, <laughs> nope, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a bunch of like weird ones. Um, That's wow. It's probably back to like the the twin cam like S36, S38 engines and the M5s and the M6s. The first iterations of those in production had a completely different engine code. I would have swore up and down that Weird. they're S30. Yeah, they're like M112 and M110. They're not S36s and S38s. That's very strange. Yeah, but they are the same engine because they came from the M1, which was the M111 or whatever, and so then it just moved. Did it for I don't know why they changed it, but like that's one of those things where I would have like I will die on this hill. Like that's an S38 because like that's the displacement. That's what it's out of. But like nope, the early ones just weren't. And, like, it's just a semantics thing, but it is still wrong. It's <laughs> very call. strange. I know, but there's, there's things like that where it's just like, what the... Pretty, pretty much every fact I know about Saab, I assume, is a Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, <laughs> that whole company is, like, made by Mandela effects. Like, yesterday, you're like, this car's either very broken or it's lowered. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, yep. like, it, it turned out to be lowered. But, <laughs> but, like, Saab just has so much, like, weird crap on their cars where I'm just like, yeah, like, 
this is definitely a Mandela effect. And, like, there's, like, yeah. a, there's, like, a kernel of truth within them. Yeah. Like, with Saab, because just Saab did so much weird shit. Well, and they, they're kind of like they Subarued the game, too, where, like, they did do rolling changes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, literally did there was one, that, yeah. too. That was the actual The thing. linear and the arrow. But, yeah, it's like, no, you, you're, you're right, just not right now. Like, that was, that was last, that was six months ago. Okay. Now it's different. Like, I, just, I thought for sure that the Saab 900s had the gearbox integrated with the engine, and now I'm not so sure. They, they definitely did. Because I know did. the 99s did. Yeah, the nine. Yes, yep. Because yeah. I thought that they killed that with GM taking over ownership, but from I think I'm I think I'm wrong about that. I think everything that has that weird like vacuum cleaner shape from like the late '60s all the way up until the early '90s does still have that unified transmission so oil sump. But like maybe they pulled a Mira where the first model year had a unified sump, and then they split the sump. Like the year after, it's like the mirror. They had so many engine failures and people grinding oh, yeah, gears. Yeah, yeah. Uh. it's like maybe. I mean, it's definitely that still. That's that layout where the transmission is literally bolted under the bottom of the engine. But I don't know if they shared an oil pan the whole time. What a bad idea! Uh, it's a really <laughs> it's a terribly bad, bad, like an idea. engineering thing. Like this is a great idea until you just consider that people are going to use it. Like, <laughs> oh, I didn't even see you. Tucker responded. He found the panda information when he started car shopping a few weeks ago. Uh, but you were looking at Mirages. How did you get all the way to a Fiat Panda? That makes sense. Uh, I tracks. Yeah, you know. yes. yeah. You tangents. Just, you click. Yeah. You click, and then next thing you know, you're yeah, homeless and unemployed. Yeah, it's very strange. But anyway, sorry. Works. Back to Mandela effects. Yeah, that's really the only one that like really came to mind quickly. I'm trying to think of like the last time I had to put my tail between my legs on a forum. Because that would definitely be that. Or it's one of those things where it was just... They do it with Volvos all the time about really weird, obscure things where I convince myself that they have something that they do not have. Hmm. Or that they look a certain way. And then I go, what car is that? And Ren goes, you love that car. And I go, I forgot it looked like that. Yeah, Volvo. Just Swedish cars. And like Scandinavian vehicles basically are just Mandela effects. Like every single... Yeah. Like, Every single that? car made in Scandinavia is just a fever dream. That's an <laughs> XC70. I'm like, no, that's actually a V70 XC, because the first year and a half of that body style and production, they labeled it that way. What? Yeah. The, oh, what the, the XC70, the one you know I'm talking about yeah. from 06, the first two years were V70 XCs. Now they I were want not that. XC70s. I want that as bad as they are, because I want that weird thing, just so I can, like... Just mind fuck people. Like I that. know it's that's like incredible. The um, the Ford Freestyle when it moved to the Taurus X, the exact same vehicle. It's another one of those things where like we could do a whole segment. Oh of this man, probably where, like, yes, that where was, cars that was changed one. badges uh, the, and the car didn't change. The Ford Five Hundred Ford Taurus. Yes, yep. That was that's another one. <laughs> yeah, where the cars that just is just all. Uh-huh. This is turned in from like just Mandela effects to like that's how to mess with people with a car. Oh yeah, like the badge isn't wrong. Uh, <laughs> another really good Mandela effect is Honda twin cam engines and what the hell they came in. Oh my god! Because so many people just get that totally well, wrong because they assume sixteen the valve is twin cam. Yeah, and it's not. But also, like, could you get a twin cam in a Dalsol in America? I want to say yes. Those, yeah, those are but B-series, a lot of right? people are just like will go to the death that there was not a twin cam dulcel. I know a lot of them the are D-series. It was called they? the SIV Tech. Okay, they did not say dual rig cam on them. Oh but even though people were like, "Yeah, is the is the dulcel DOHC?" I'm like, "Nope, it was the dulcel V Tech or SIV Tech." Like, but the normal SI had V Tech. I'm like, "Yep." And it also had 16 valves. Also, the base model had VTEC because the <laughs> D15 came with EVTEC. So they all had VTEC. But if it has a VTEC label on it, <laughs> then it's B series. B series, yeah. <laughs> totally weird. Yeah. That is, I hate that, but mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. First generation Integras oh. were 4x114. Coming back yeah. to a topic that you're actually going to do, I think, a little bit later, but we were at um, the last uh, Keg and Case show. Oh, sorry, not first generation Integras. Uh, first year Integra Type R's. 1995 only okay. had 4x114 lug patterns. Everything else after that was 5x114. Five five. But the normal, Integra, the normal Integra had 4x100. Oh, so it's like the WRX versus STI thing. Mm-hmm. Where you can't year, put the wheels one on year. it. Oh, one my year. God. It's just like the WRX then. Yeah. 04. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the DB7, I would have sworn up and down those were all V12s. Yes. Up until that yeah. car show. Nope. 
and I found a out good that, number of them. That's a fascinating engine yeah, too, but I won't a very talk fascinating too much. engine makes tons of power. But yeah, very very strange. Yeah, if you guys think of any Mandela effects, let us know um, on our Patreon. That'd be we will revisit that if we get enough. Responses. Another huge super cool perk to the Patreon page: if you have a Discord account, which you probably do, it'll automatically add you yes. to our Discord server, which, which is, is full of yeah. autism. Well, it's it's fantastic, and you have. We also have the LAN parties that we do and stuff like that. So. Yep, if you're local, you I automatically get... Yeah, Janet has not muted. I don't. I, I listen to it. General and Dogecoin, I don't have muted. The rest of them, I do. Doge, I check them, though. The Dogecoin one is very sad these days. Dogecoin to the moon is not very active anymore. No. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, cryptocurrency Sudden. is not worth currently very much money. Suddenly, <laughs> everything's very quiet there. Every once in a while, when I'm bored or, like pops back up on my computer then i go through it but that's right you are one of the honorary members that i've added without patreon so yes yes um oh there's a hand that's a hands opening so crispy all right all right all right where are we all right we on jaywalking. jaywalking oh yeah so this is i don't even know why i necessarily picked this topic but it was just kind of fascinating to me because this is one of those things where we all know jaywalking outside of a crosswalk is illegal, but literally everyone does it. Mm-hmm. And it's like going 10 over. Like, yeah, it's illegal, but everyone does it, so it's kind of legal. I'll tell you why, but I'll let you know okay. She's Here's very the excited thing. about The something. reason why like, it being legalized in California is so mm-hmm. important is because people literally get ticketed regularly for jaywalking. I in believe it. California, specifically in L.A., like... We, cause like in Minneapolis, because of snow, you know, we're just, we, you cross wherever you want to. Buffalo is a crazy place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, Minneapolis is wild. It's a free for all. So we're always like just not walking where the crosswalk is because that's where the snowplows yeah. gather the snow. Um, and so whenever we're in LA, I get tugged on the back of my shirt a whole lot because they're like, you got to wait for the crosswalk. And I'm like, what? And they're like, no, but I, ha- I have space. I was like, but there's no traffic right now. We can just go. And they're like, no, 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 It no. is a law that exists solely for the police to harass people. Yeah. Oh, just like the Hyundai Veloster N or Elantra N exhaust yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly like that. Great. But, Thank you, California. For um, Well, it's not, it's not even like – it's more like um, they have a bunch of weird laws like that. Because, like, you know, in New York they used to have uh, the no warrant – like the, like, stop and frisk law where you can just like police gonna stop you and frisk you that's weird yeah really really shitty law especially strange for a state that doesn't have license reciprocity yeah so exactly that's actually where a lot of the pro- they, they stopped doing that because it was like a whole civil rights problem because guess who was getting harassed uh was it jada's yeah okay um so the in california they have a bunch of weird small laws so the police can harass you but, like, they're not as, like, just overtly, like, <laughs> like bad as, like, stop and frisk. But they're effectively the same thing. Sure. So, like, it's just it, it's one of those things where it's, like, they'll say, like, so the jaywalking law where it gets weird is, like, if you, like, you know how you have the, the crosswalk? Yeah. You know where the crosswalk has a whole area that dips down, the whole ramp that goes into the road? Mm-hmm. The curb cut? Yeah. yeah. If you don't enter the crosswalk from the curb cut, the police can technically harass you about it. Oh, my God. That's where this comes in. And you can see how that can be a problem when you have a bunch of, when, like, you have a police department that's, like, known for being racist, <laughs> and then they don't, you, you don't use a curb cut, and they harass you. Yeah. Crossing mid-block is legal in Minnesota, but you need to yield to vehicles if that's you do. That's true, yes. At signals, you do need to obey. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. But, um, yeah, that's actually a lot of weird rules like hmm. exist because of that. That's similar with like the brake light rules and things like that. But, I mean, I feel like how cities are set up right now... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, I mean, there it's are very, dumb people. It's, it's, no, and, it's very cursed. Yeah. And dumb people ruin it for everyone, but, like, I'm glad to hear this because, I mean, yeah. at least it sets a precedent for, like, if well, California is going to do it. it's one of those rules that helps, like, it, like make houselessness illegal right like, it's one <laughs> yeah. of those laws that like don't tell modi about that mm-hmm. yeah. What? yeah no I, yeah, it, yeah it's, so it's just like one of those so i'm glad to see these laws slowly disappearing because it's really helpful for like people that you don't even think about that it affects yeah negatively well also if you've ever seen what 
Los Angeles County looks like. Oh like, if God. you've ever driven through the city of Commerce. You have to watch blocks between intersections. Yeah. The city of Commerce, each block is a quarter mile long. Yep. Gross. Yeah, they're bad. So you have to it's walk. It's not a walkable city. So, yeah, if you. Walkability score is low. If you have to walk, if you're mid-block and you have to cross the street, legally, you have to walk a half of a mile. Very good. Thank, thank you, California. I appreciate you making Very me get accessible. my stuff in. Yeah, well, heaven forbid you're in a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, yeah, so. But that's I'm, why this I'm law ha- is so I'm exciting. very happy to hear that. Me, too. Um, Again, just because it, I mean, this doesn't personally oh, affect me, but, like. I found some of my automotive Mandela effects. You put your topic in between my Mandela effect <laughs> examples. So. So, I'm going to go I'm gonna go back to that real quick. I put my topics in first. Nope. This one you put in after mine. Fine. But doesn't uh, matter. Here's uh, where are we? Two Mandela effects directly below your jaywalking. Oh topic. yeah, 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 yeah. Here's two that I that really bothered oh, me for I a long time. The DB7 had a transaxle. Thought that for sure. You thought that they did? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they do not. Well, they're based on an XJS, so I would have thought that they did not. But I don't know. Yeah, very strange. Well, because all the other ones do. Do they? Yeah. Like what? All the other? What do you mean? Like, all the other DB cars have come out in the last, like, 15, 20 years. Like, DB9s or Transaxle? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Or it could be the other way around. Or they, I thought they were and they weren't. See, this is why it's confusing. Whoa. Kia Sorentos, without looking at that, what is the engine layout on a Kia Sorento, and how is the chassis set up? Well, I looked at it, unfortunately. But if you didn't look at it, how would you assume that they, their first-generation Kia Sorento... So there's a, a really destroyed one that I occasionally followed to work six months ago, mm-hmm. and I, I know it has a live axle with a pumpkin in the back. So yep. I know that it is a longitudinal yep. rear-wheel drive vehicle. Is it body on frame or is it monocoque? I would guess monocoque. Body on frame. Really? The first-gen Sorento is body on frame. It's an actual off-road vehicle, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. That's a Mandela effect. I thought I would defend to the death that that is a transverse V6 Automatic front wheel drive base. Yeah. To... Again, had I not followed one regularly, yeah. that was like so bad. I was like transfixed on it. I would have probably said yeah. that too because it's a CUV. It looks like an escape. Yeah, it looks like that. But no, it, it is very close to a Montero, and that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Now, I guess because it's basically a rebodied Montero. That is, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that dad had a little bit of a um, off road following. Yeah, they do. Like, a very little one, because, like, people don't know. Do they have low range? Uh, no. But, okay. like, how I said that they're, like, pretty much Montero. Yep. You can put a low range. <laughs> this transfer no. case bolts in. Yes, they do, actually. They do have a dual range transfer case. <laughs> yeah. I remember Sheesh. this. So did first generation uh, Sportages. So did the first generation Mercedes ML. Well, I knew that made sense. But... It's- does it though? But, it's such a yeah, weird thing. If you think about that, well, yeah, I guess. Like, but that sp- probably had a lever. Oh yeah, it was like a floor. The, the ML had a small button on the dash that just said low, and you, it was an electronic button that would move the transfer case. Oh, I'm talking like this is a you have like a you have basically a screwdriver. It's like stuck yeah, into I, yeah. That's yeah. how I would normally exactly, picture it. Yeah, it vibrates when you accelerate. <laughs> like it is a direct link to the transfer case. It sounds as bad as it actually is currently happening to be. Yeah, yeah like it, you look at it, like it it vibrates with the transfer case and everything. Like it's just like a just like an eighties Ranger. Very cool. So. Or a Bronco too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that, that that was my Mandela effect. That I totally forgot existed. Yeah. Um, yeah, these notes got a little wrecked. Whoops. All right. Yeah, you definitely put it in your notes after mine. Fine. I must have been thinking of two sixty eight because one of them was like empty, empty when I came in. Uh, nope. Two sixty eight. I had full. I had filled up as well. No. Yeah, I put in a bunch of mine. Two sixty eight. I put I put all mine in uh, when I was in Vegas in the week after. <laughs> and I did these before you. Oh, you know what? I guess. You know what? I bet I did it on my phone. I wonder if it didn't update when I had done it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, at sometimes all. when I do it on my phone, yeah, it won't update until I open it back up on my phone. Oh, it like doesn't sync or whatever. That's yeah, a curse problem. Ooh. Um, I, props to it, you for doing this on your phone. Oh my god, I could not handle. I do a, a lot Google of things Doc. on my phone. Well, yeah. I know, but like Google Docs is not great. On I, phone. I have a very high tolerance for garbage. Clearly, uh, 
So, all right. Well, here, let's just go with your next comment, your next thing here, since I went back to my last one. So we can talk about Since uh, we basically don't have an internet. Well, let's go to Mirages and talk about Mirages. Oh, God, where are we? We're uh, talking about Mirage RVs. Oh, no, this didn't load. Okay, well, I'm just going to tell you guys what it was. So I actually know all about this. Good, I'm glad you do. There... I've had this sent to me independently at least 15 well, times. Well, it's fantastic. It's like everyone always builds these giant like RV, bread van-based overlanding mm-hmm. vehicles, and this one dude just took a bog-standard late-model Mirage and put like a bed, this, in a bed in it, and it's got a, a sink with running water. It's got, it's got a, a yeah, cookery. It's, a, it's got a kitchenette and, and a little just... shelf. Yeah, it's a, perfect, it's a one-seater little camper. It's great. It's perfect. There's pictures of it just out in the wilderness with the hatch open, and it's just got the little sink and the yeah. cooker in the back. I'm like, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's great. And the, you know it, what? Those tiny little wheels and tires, the thing can go anywhere. Also, what's also amazing about it is having an RV sucks because it takes up all the space in your life. Not this to mention is a the car, insurance and all the maintenance and all that other bullcrap. This bull is a crap. car that is literally the size of a refrigerator box tipped on its side. And you can sleep in it. And it also Perfect. gets to triple the fuel economy to get where you're going, which yeah, is great. Yeah, no, this is great. If there's a way I would like to experience Moab, I think it'd be with a Mirage. Oh, my God, yeah. Because also, you'd be just an absolute legend for doing it, too. Like, you look even cooler. Because, like, yeah, this dude made this Mirage camper, and now he's all over the Internet because he just has a very cool tiny camper. We should lift a Mirage, put the world's most expensive LSD in it so it has sort of a locker in the front, and then put one of those Toyota... Highlander hybrid electric rear ends in the back. No. With some E assist. In Europe or in Scandinavia, they make the Mirage R4. Oh, so which just is get the, the transfer. The case. rally car. Yeah, you just oh, take perfect. the rally car drivetrain. Well, then let's just do that and lift it. And then, yeah, well, they're already lifted because then, you have to put an all wheel drive drivetrain in let's it. Let's lift it more and then put bigger <laughs> tires on it and let's go humiliate Yeeps at yeah, it'd be Moab. Great. I love that. I love oh, that idea. Oh, man. I love whenever like Yeeps get humiliated doing anything. Yes. Because like, Moab's. Kind of accessible for like people that have chimneys in Mexico, and there's people that just drive chimneys up here. Stock. Oh, what's done to it? Like it's stock. It's not. It's a lease. <laughs> I'm leasing it. Didn't even they, scratch the doors because it's so narrow. Yeah, and they just drive it through the trails in Moab. They're designed for a like, Jeep Gladiator. Right now, I want a chimney again. Thanks, mm-hmm. Brian. Yeah, no problem. Also, the Alfa Romeo Mito was sold in Mexico, and I found that out, and I hate that because that's like the Mito is super cool. I want. Um, it's Mito, actually. I don't think it's that's Mil- correct. It, no, it's it stands for Milan. Milan and Torino. Torino. Yeah. yeah, so Mito. We can we can Mi- disagree Mito? on that. Well, we call him Mito. Oh, I, let's do Mito. Mito. Alfa Romeo Mito. Yeah, um, I'll remember that because it sounds like Mito. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Alfa Romeo Mito is oh available in Mexico as well. So I don't fully understand why I don't have an investment property in Mexico. Same with me in Canada. Like it just it would make sense. Like, I don't know the process to get a dual citizenship in Canada. You don't need a dual citizenship. You have citizenship here. You just own a property there. But I can't register a car there if I just own property, right? You can. Really? Yeah, because it's registered to your property. I don't think of all the people. I don't know. If you don't need to have works. citizenship. I thought you would need to to buy a vehicle. No, because I know Ice isn't a citizen, and she owns a car. Oh. Huh. Yeah, well, you don't need to be a citizen to register a car. You just need to have. An address there. What? But. But. Oh. But what? Oh, now I want my oven time. Okay. But I don't want to spend a property's worth of money to get it. <laughs> so I think I'll wait a few more years. Let's rent a, an apartment in like Saskatchewan or something. Oh, yeah. And then put it on Airbnb. That, it's just like been snow plowed around for like five years sitting in this apartment parking lot. I'm like, it'll be fine, eh? No, as long as it's registered to Canada. I don't see why you. Oh, man. Because you stroke your car from Canada down here. Well, I know. Yeah, that's true. There's so many sketchy things I, I see know. on a regular basis here. I see so many cars from Mexico regularly being sold here. Like, there's a Seat uh, Cupra. Oh, yeah. Like, the GT, like, the Volkswagen R, like, Golf R. Yeah. Like, the equivalent of that for, like, a Seat. I saw one of those being sold in Nevada. <laughs> it's just not even legal. How would they do that? Because it's sold in Mexico. It had Mexican plates. Oh, right, but you would they're have... selling on Facebook Marketplace in the United States. But you would have to sell it to another Mexican resident, wouldn't you? Because you can't title the thing. I guess you just wouldn't title it. I guess if somebody gives you a bag of money and you lose, they lose their, your phone number, it's their problem. 
<laughs> that's not your problem. I only accept bags of cash. Yeah, that's pretty it. much. Yeah, if you're selling them, say out Leon Cupra are like then yeah, you probably are because that's not at all legal in the United States. Even though it is, you know what? Uh, I bet actually there is a way to because a lot of people will take cars that are made for the Canadian market. They're mm-hmm. identical to American cars, except they'll have an uh, odometer that's in kilometers. Oh, substantially similar or whatever? Yeah. Cause Don't you need a manufacturer letter? Kind of. Unless it says this vehicle meets U.S. EPA regulations. Oh. And I bet a Seat Leon Cupra, since it's mechanically a Golf R, does. Probably. I mean, it wouldn't have the sticker on it, but you could buy one from Volkswagen. No, I bet it might. Hmm. Because, like, those cars are, like, literally the window glass hmm. is the same. Like, and there's so many similarities. Like, the seats are the same. They just say, they have a different upholstery on them, and they say Seat instead of Volkswagen. Oh, that's before they split off the Cooper brand into electrification, too. Yeah, so I think that might be something hmm. that you do. Or you can just, like, get it. Because I've sold a few cars at work where, like, one guy had a Camaro that had a 300 kilometer per hour speedometer. Mm-hmm. And he, like, I'm like, this is awesome. This is a 300 kilometer an hour speedometer. And it, being a fool that he was, swapped that out for an American one. Oh, no. But it probably has the electronics to, like... Well, the problem was, it, 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 it's the fact that it didn't say 300. Like, the other one said the number 300 on it, which right. is hilarious which is to a, see. Yeah. But uh, also, the odometer information had to go TMU because he's... Oh... Sorry, dude. I told you not to, and he did, and now well, here he, we are. He is a Camaro owner, so. Oh, so. It was a dealer that was like, concerned about legality issues. I'm like, this is legal. This is fine. People do this regularly. It's not 1985 anymore. And I think a lot of that is easing up quite a bit, especially if you fit you know, the criteria. But a lot of people well, the, don't the know is, the criteria. The thing is, as long as it says miles per hour somewhere on there, you're fine. Cause, and, and so what it was is the 300 the big number mm-hmm. said 300 kilometers an hour, and the speedometer was was like rated for that but then they had the imperial relative speed underneath it was it. printed inside or was it uh, one of the yeah, digital inside. ones it where was, you could just hit the no it's printed inside okay. yeah no sorry it was actually the one where you can flip it so, it so there's read no like, reason yeah just read it, like 60 miles an hour so you, so you could have potentially a speedometer <laughs> goes to 300 miles an hour on, on a car which is hilarious like why would you would not want that? that that'd be great it's the exact opposite of those like i would buy a camaro if i could do that if a camaro speedometer went to 300 miles an hour i would buy a camaro the chevy express vans in like 2003 they all shipped with 100 mile per hour speedometers and they had the digital changer yeah. so in canada just 100 kph up. is yeah. the maximum you, that you, you can, can record. You can go up to highway speed. <laughs> Almost. It's like 58 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so only go 55s. It's, yeah. I prefer the 300 where you're, like, you're using the bottom 10% of the speedo yeah, for everything. That's so funny, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's way too high. Um, so I want to talk about something completely different now. I want okay. to talk about Rwandan electric motorcycle taxis. I was able to reload this without the stream caching. Smashing. Um, so what the, uh, Rwandan electric motorcycle taxi story. I heard they have a hotel there. Yes. So in Rwanda, um, (laughs) they are trying to go green. And also this story is brought to you by Deutsche Welle, which is the German PBS. And it is objectively my favorite news source. (laughs) They have this thing called Rev, which is like German Top Gear. And it's like the news from Top Gear. And it's not, it's very, it's just, it's just totally straight up normal automotive news. I love it. Because, like, they're, it's absolutely fascinating, like, what they talk about. So, like, this, this episode was about these motorcycles and then um, female classic car ownership in Sudan. That is a lot of qualifiers. Okay. Yeah. And is, they're following this lady around who's, like, a Sudanese pharmacist, and she's got, like, a 63 Beetle that she drives every day. It's her only car. All right. And then they did a thing about, like, EV swap to, like, Rolls Royces. And then, like... Now you la- don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. And then, like, last week, uh, they had a thing about Cuban car ownership and oh, their taxi cabs yeah. and stuff. Still yeah. really want to go to Cuba. I want to go to Cuba really bad. Um, but, anyway, so in Kigali, they have a huge pol- uh, pollution problem. Kigali's in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way they got around it was made, they have basically a program where motorcycle taxis can convert their motorcycles to be electric. 
and they've done this in the most brilliant way for I possible. Because in Rwanda, you have a lack of infrastructure in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're within the city of Kigali, you're fine. But like, let's say you have a fair that needs to go to the suburbs, like or maybe like a third ring, like small town around the city. Sure. Well, now suddenly there's a high likelihood you're not going to have electricity there, like at all, much less charging infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So you go, well, what the hell? What am, what am I going to do here? Well, they've solved another problem by by solving the lack of charging infrastructure problem. Okay. Because with electric cars, you also now have gas stations that are obsolete, right? Well, will be. Will be. So what they did is they have removable batteries. Hmm. And you go to the gas station, and you just swap your battery out for a charged one. That's kind of cool. You have the entire infrastructure. Nobody loses a single job doing this. In fact, it actually generates more jobs. <laughs> because now, instead of having one giant gasoline tanker, you have a bunch of like basically tuk-tuks that are full of depleted batteries that drive from each gas station to the centralized charging area. Sure. And that's how they charge them. And then, like, throughout the day, they're like... Interesting. That's how they get the batteries. That's a propane tank exchange. Exactly. Just like a propane tank exchange. Exactly like that. So, this solves the problem of pollution, obviously. It solves the problem of electricity availability issues. Yeah. And it solves the problem of retaining jobs in the petrol infrastructure. And charge them. Your charge time is now exactly the same amount of time yep. that your fuel pump costs. That was the biggest thing when the Model S was announced. They're like, oh, yeah, these cars are five-minute battery pack swap-able. Yeah. But like, they, they literally had a demo station in California where you drive the car in, it would log your battery pack's health, put it somewhere else for charging, and then put a different pack in, you drive away. But obviously that's a lot tougher than standardizing a single battery pack style for motorcycles where this could be done with one person with it's relatively low skill. what they do is they take the gas engine out yeah um they put an electric motor that's like uh 30 horsepower electric motor whatever mm-hmm. like 20 something like that no that's too much power i was gonna say it's probably between 10 and 20 but... 10 20 horsepower and then they have basically just a marine sized giant battery like yeah. and it's just it's literally a plastic cased battery full nice. of 18650s <laughs> And, and hopefully a BMS somewhere in there, but yeah, but like, <laughs> well, I mean, the actual battery pack that you swap out, yeah, it's just like so you just all you have to do is you you turn it off, and then you have a plastic handle that unplugs the battery. Mm-hmm. You slide the battery out, pop in the new one, push it plastic handle down, you're good, you yep. drive off. Yep, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Well, how do they keep track of like? Do they keep track of who's turning in what battery for like payment or no? Is it just free? No, you just you, you swap it out. You have your battery, and then your battery gets swapped out for the other battery. Well, like, what if you've got a, a battery with, like, 400,000 miles on it, and you've been... They swap, it they, well, that's the thing, is the batteries can get maintained at the charging center. So there's a centralized charging center. Yeah. Well, I get all that, yeah. but they don't charge you for the use of the... Like, I, I imagine the there's swap. a fee, but it's, a, it's just a flat fee okay. to do it. So it'd be, like, probably, like, I don't know, whatever the equivalent of $30 would be for it's us. The, it's their Netflix... Yeah, well, it's it's no, it's like you, it's like you're charged for getting gas. It's like uh, the same, about the same price to so just pop it out. It's all explained in the video, but the video's lying. And I, yeah, but, our um, internet speed here is it's um, terrible. I wanted to have this playing in the background because it's actually really interesting how they have like next, how it actually looks. It's next really time cool. it should be fixed. Yeah, um, our point to point died, and I have an appointment on Wednesday to get it replaced. Good, good, but um, yeah, the. The actual charging infrastructure, so what they do is they'll have, like, you can, like, in their main charging building, they're all plugged into the wall, and they're all charging. Yeah. But they also have, like, a refurbishment center, so it's like if a battery, like, the handle cracks or something, or there's corrosion on the terminals, or replace the terminals, they'll pop out the individual batteries within the larger battery pack. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really cool. So, that way, you're minimizing the amount of downtime you are maximizing the amount of jobs. You're maximizing the usage of this. Well, and pollution, too. I mean, the biggest polluter outside of, like, cargo ships, I think, is small engines. Yeah. Because they're really fuel-efficient, but there's no catalyst on them, essentially. Yeah, no, and these are all, like, two-stroke 80s dirt bikes. They're not clean (laughs) at all. (laughs) What I want is one of these full kits... So I can put it in my Vespa. Mm-hmm. Ship me one, Rwanda. I want to test it. Yeah, out. no, this is, this is great. I absolutely love this. That, this is like one of the coolest stories I'd ever heard on television. So there you go. Rwandan electric taxi motorcycles. I do kind of hope this stuff 
proliferates more, and I guarantee it will. Because, I mean, yeah. grids everywhere, I mean, until they ratify the electric code for V to L and V to G mm-hmm. to stabilize all that kind of stuff, this is a concern. Because yeah. you have more and more vehicles charging, especially in rural areas, where you know, the lines aren't really able to handle a bunch of it charging all at once where you could start doing pack swaps or and local a, energy storage. Another huge problem is all these gas stations, like, that's a lobby. There's a literally a lobbyist group for that. Like, this is how you get around the lobby. Yeah, as that's true. You, instead of having a car with a rechargeable battery, you have a replaceable battery. Yeah. And you just swap it out. And you have a separate battery that's, like, for all your car settings. We have the motor battery. Right. You just swap you out. You got your CR2032. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's really funny is hearing people in Florida talk about electric vehicles. Oh, no. That's yeah. like talking about EVs at my work. It's painful. Oh, it's, it was fun. They're like, it's a fire hazard. I no, it's not. Tesla's Oh, hard, yeah. But... During the flood, the hurricane, all the electric cars caught on fire. Blah, 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 blah. It was... That was a very interesting conversation uh, to overhear because I really like the people, and then I heard them I talk know. about that's the, that's how people are in Florida. I was I just know. like they oh. open their mouth, and then you're like, oh, that's why. Bless their heart. Suffer. Yeah, Ma- mouse like, oh. mouse likes electric cars. That's yeah. good because mouse found out that they're very very fast, and that's all he cares about. So yeah. when I did the NPR segment years ago with my Fiat 500, it's like well, I bought it because it was the fastest Fiat 500, and then I just sort of got hooked. On yeah. electrification for yeah. other reasons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Mouse is like, oh, dude, I can totally kill myself in this. I still this have is to, great. <laughs> I still have to listen to that NPR. <laughs> oh, I, I have it on my Google Drive. Just remind me at the end and I'll share yeah. it with you. But, yeah, it, it's um, yeah, EVs are, are great. I'm excited for them. And the fact that they actually make noise. I think the Gymkhana, the Ken Block thing with electric car, that is a good way to explain how electric cars actually make noise. And that, that as opposed, quieted down, the too. Dodge th- like. The Dodge thing was such a step back for EV noise. It was so stupid. Like, they, they really, like, just totally screwed the booch on that. Well, and, like, what I really dislike is the people that are super for EVs don't like to... Um, admit where there's failure points. Oh, yeah. And so I hate having to be devil's advocate and point those failure points out. And they go, you just hate the the earth, don't you? No, I just live in real life. I go, no, believe it or not, I'm probably more into electrifying things than you actually are. But they definitely have some teething problems. But there's just some things that we need to consider before everyone can go electric. The the problem with EVs has always been since the 90s, actually since the 70s, has been the owners. Because mm-hmm. they've always big, the, yes. been just the biggest weenies. It's just been like, it's been thousands of brand and flashes. I like know. in perpetuity I, for like 50 years of just nothing but weenies. I and it, is, it benefits nobody. I like know. if you're going to be in a... Don't be an elitist about it. Like you're, so, you're trying to get people also, to your cause. Pick something better to be an elitist. About. Well, no, th- yeah. not, not only that. Like, just don't be an elitist. Because, like, no, you know, no, no. what your tires? I'm gonna. Be do, you, do you know how? Oh, yeah, yeah, but but, but when all right, it comes no, to no. To... This is this is the thing. Is if you ever want somebody to not ever take your side on something, yeah. be an elitist about it. Like, why do you think nobody ever listens to black metal? Because black metal yeah. is full of the most insufferable elitists. It's. If you're into rock music, like, if you're into metal at all. I'm into Mongolian techno throat singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you know how, like, dubstep bros were? They oh, were elitists. Yeah. yeah. They were always elitists. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's how black metal people were. But worse. Were. Yeah. Like, black metal people are, like, worse than that. But, yeah, like, being an elitist towards something, like, just totally takes the fun out of it. Because nobody wants to be around you. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's why I got into Hot Rods. Because I, I, I found a group of Hot Rod people that weren't elitists. Like, cause I'm like, this is great. Cause like I kept meeting more and more Japanese car people that were elitists. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> and like European car ownership wow, is great. shot fucking full of it. Sure right. Is. God forbid I have an opinion that says, mm, I don't know. I think the new Volkswagen kind of sucks. It, it, you say that in a group, in a room full of elitists, you have to run for the hills. Whereas like, if you're in a group full of like hot rod people and you're like, you know, hot rods are cool, but like LS and swaps kind of suck in them. And they're like, yeah, it's kind of lame. There you go. Done. This slash thread. Like, 32 Ford would just... be better with a flathead in it instead of a small block. Yeah, exactly. Or they're like, yeah, or like, 
it, or like an Alehead or an Oldsmobile Rocket. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of options. It's really cool. We all like different things. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. I, I don't want to be in a room full of elitists. It sucks. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I can't wait until the electric car scene is more diverse. And it's it's happening. I know. It's getting there. It but. takes time. Even the regular car scene around here, it kind of had What I its, don't understand is people that just use their electric cars for commuting that buy trucks. Oh that drives me nuts. That's what piss jugs did and it makes me so mad i'm like you live in north carolina you don't need a truck i mean that's a truck place but yeah it's not nobody if you live in truck. the city nobody needs a you, truck you yeah. rent a truck once in a while yeah if you need i'm, um, run, I'm running through that same thing with my parents right now because the gls it needs work well it needs work now yeah and also they don't need it they don't need that vehicle like period yeah. like right now it's it's used for the pontoon but like my car can pull that to the yeah. to and from the launch Twice a year, it's fine. I'm sorry, the pontoon that goes in the lake that's in their backyard? Which is currently underneath us right now, yes. So when it makes its trip from here to there, to and then back lake. here. So from here to Medicine Lake. And back. That, which, that's which why the, they the, own... The, the easiest drive in the world. And they because twice a year they do that, Yep. they own a giant truck? Yep. Mm-mm. That's stupid. So I, and now that's they've had the air poorly. suspension failure junk on the way to Florida, I'm like, guys... You need to not own a truck. So, like, it's, like, it's like with right my dad. Now, my dad was like, I need something that will haul stuff. I'm like, mom's car hauls things. She, he's like, it's too small. I'm like, but it's not. It's bigger. Well, and now, yeah. when they have to haul things that it's more than one bag of mulch, guess what car they use? The mom's Mazda. car. Yeah. Well, they're both Mazdas. But my mom's the Mazda 2. The Mazda 2. I'm not going to dignify yeah. the CX-3. Because the Mazda 2 actually hauls more stuff oh than the CX-3. Which I yelled at anchor at him. I was like Anchor? the Mazda two. We, were, we went to we went to Anchor, and my dad was like, "My my dad's like, I bought this new truck. Aren't you proud?" I'm like, "No, it's bad." I was like, it's like you made a bad decision. He goes, "Well, I like it." I'm like, "I don't care. It's a bad thing. Wrong. You like something that's bad." <laughs> There's the elitism. Yeah. I'm kidding, but but no, I mean it. it it's like, I I qualified it with. I'm like, what did I say? I said like. And what I said to my dad, like, the other day was, we were talking about his truck while we were in it. And he's like, this kind of sucks. I'm like, yeah, no, it kind of sucks. You're right. Like, this is a bad thing. Like, this is a terrible vehicle. This is what I like. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, what do you think about when people like the Knack? And he goes, what? I'm like, the you know, knack? the band that did My Sharona? Oh, my and he's God. like, what about them? I'm like, <laughs> what happens if you find somebody that's a hardcore <laughs> The Knack fan? Do you dignify that? And he goes, "No." I'm like, "I'm I'm not going to dignify your shitty truck." How long were you sitting on that factoid, just waiting for it to be the perfect piece to come at your father? Because I'm betting it was a long time. It was well, locked and loaded. It was, it was. I had that shit locked and loaded because my dad hates. That's my dad's least favorite sign because he was an Isuzu salesman. And when the trooper came out, uh, the My Sharona by the Knack was the theme song for Azuzu. So amazing! <laughs> Did he ever sell a via cross new? No, he. This is like in the eighties. Okay. My dad, my dad, like he was a Azuzu salesman. Like right when he moved to Los Angeles, I did not know this for like a very, very, I didn't very. Know this either. Okay. Yeah, so he moved to Los Angeles like nineteen seventy seven, um, and he, like he. Did, did, did. Yeah, he had like a couple like weirdo jobs, like from like like nineteen eighty to eighty one. Okay, he was in a Zuzu salesman. Oh my god! And he got that job. That's, so That's phenomenal. It's really weird how he got that job because my grandpa was a Winnebago salesman. He <laughs> was he the Winnebago it. guy that I see on YouTube? Yeah. No, similar. But um, through <laughs> the parts through the parts department at Winnebago, there was a variant of a Winnebago that used an Zuzu engine. Sure. Through that parts GM department chassis. guy, yeah. yeah. Through that parts department guy, he's like, hey, is there an Isuzu dealership in Los Angeles? And the guy's like, yeah. He goes, my son's looking for a job right now because his bar just closed. The bar he worked at closed down. And that's how he got the, like, this weirdo job selling Isuzus for like a year in Los Angeles. And I, from a thing I that happened process this. For, from like just the weirdest, like my grandpa happened to know a guy, 40 years later... <laughs> Was able to just hit my dad with the fifty caliber Browning machine gun of just okay. So well, actually, like, yeah, just like blew his fucking mind with that. He and like it. he had like a moment of clarity. 
when I when I said that to him, he goes, "Huh?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like as alcoholics refer to it, a moment of clarity. Yeah, and so I was like, "It was he, like he finally like it, I think it clicked." He goes, "Yeah, no, I bought a thing that's not necessarily good, did I? Uh-uh, this is and not really that good thing." And I finally, him. it's all about choosing your wording. And going back to the elitist thing, going full circle. No, it's fine. Full circle's good. Once you're an elitist, people aren't going to pay attention to when you have that, like, get, try to give them that moment of clarity. Because yeah. they're like... Oh, this it's guy's not going to blindside them the same way. Yeah, because yeah. like, they expect it. Like, with me, if I just come up, <clears throat> come at somebody with just, like, a weird fact, like, if they buy a Mitsubishi and they're like, this is a good car. I'm like, yeah, I really like the Mirage. And they're like, oh, they're... They're like, why? I'm like, well, they're not a good company. He goes, but you like one of their cars. I'm like, yeah, that's the only one that makes sense for the price. Then I go, why? I'm like, on your Outlander, do you have the, uh, do you have the stainless steel sill on your rear bumper? And they go, yeah. I'm like, is it rusting in the corners? And they go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is why the Mirage. 409. Yeah, like because I'm not an elitist about things. I try, I like, I try really hard to not be one. I can hit people with these weird, just like coming out of left field, like they did not expect it. Like this guerrilla warfare tactic to get people to see. Being my way. that confident and possessing that obscure factoid is something that we're both really good at, <laughs> but in a very different way. It's very the, the entire the entirety of this podcast is because about, I'm we guessing have the same thought pattern from the, different parts of the world. The people that you talk to, you say that factoid, and they're like, "Wow, yeah," and then it's digested, absorbed. And, and he, perpetuated. And they're like... They don't go search and make sure it's right. Like, just assume that it is. Yeah, because I just came out of left field with this right. weird piece of knowledge. Yeah. I'm like, I believe it. So hopefully you never start feeding me wrong information, because that's just going to stick in my oh, brain Oh, he forever. does that to me I do. all the I, time. I only, I only do that when I'm trying to, but it, I Dys- am capable of dystopian. doing that. I'm sure you are. All right, really? we have one more topic. Sorry, yes, we need I want to push through this topic, blow yeah. through this one. Somewhere, last week... This ran through the tubes of the internet in mass, and there is one person in Texas that bought a brand new Honda Civic Sport in 2020 and put 250,000 miles on it in 16 months. This guy Hold didn't on. sleep. Did not sleep. Let me. I'm going to do the math real quick. I want to see the. Oh, there's auto check. It's currently for sale still for $17,899. So, $250. Wait, how much do they want for it? They want $17,899. No! It has 248,816 miles on it. It is, it, it is and was delivered in 2020. 16 months. That's incredible. Yeah, so that's 15, and just over 15 and a half. A month. That's 500 miles per day Divided for the entire existence of that car. By How on earth did four, this guy do that? Three, I don't almost know. Almost 4,000 <clears throat> miles a week divided by seven. So, yeah. 558. That was close. So, so like, the guy literally did not take a day off of work. His, no, he, and that, woke, like, he woke up and just chose to drive this car. And like servicing costs, some I mean like tires. As his like, career, like yeah, like there are there are some days where he's probably doing six hundred plus miles. I need to know what this person's job was. I, I'm more interested in the person that does this in the car. I want to interview them. Yeah. Like, how do you do okay. that? I don't know, but that's like, so impressive. That's semi truck mileage, that... <laughs> uh, not semi truck. I know, yeah. <laughs> like three quarter ton dualies and semis get that kind of mileage. That makes that's sense because you're towing everything, and different people drive them. Maybe he did like organ like transport or something something i i'll have to talk to my dad because my dad puts on a ton of mileage a year because he drives like that's his job he has a rental property in the in the minnesota iowa south dakota nebraska border oh my god that's where his rental property is why would he let it's an hour south of mankato which is exactly there yeah blue earth is very southwest a lot of people that listen to this podcast aren't from yeah. Buffalo, the, Minneapolis. Yeah, aren't immediately okay. from here, so that's why I had to qualify. Okay. It, yeah. Like, geographically where that is. And if you look at a map where Minneapolis is, it's the Minnesota-Wisconsin border dead set in the center. Yeah. And you go from basically Minnesota-Wisconsin border in the center, where Minnesota does a little curve, <laughs> to... That's where the, we got sideswiped. To, to where Minnesota goes to the little L shape at the bottom of the state. It's the hardest corner that our state yeah. possesses. That is a really long drive that your dad does weekly. And it is boring, too. Yes. There's nothing down there. And all, yeah. all you have to listen to is conservative talk radio, and this is why your dad's a Republican. 
I believe that. Yeah, that would. But that, yeah, I, see, I, yeah, I guess yeah, if, if most of your day is just driving around and your choices yeah, are. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh made me I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he drives down there once a week. Thank you, Sean also... Hannity. <laughs> wow, my eyes have been opened. <laughs> but he also Sorry. services apartment buildings in the greater Twin Cities metro area, and he lives in Bloomington, which is a first ring suburb. So he does. A lot of driving. I, I see that. If I have to drive from Bloomington to my house and back once a day, that's more than enough for me. Oh, yeah. When I had a 27-mile commute when I lived in my parents' mm-hmm. house at my current job, I'm like, I need to buy a house or get a different job. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was bad. I, yeah, not good. Now it's a 10-mile each way thing. I can handle that. But No, driving from my house to your job is half the distance that you have to drive, and that's too much for me. I don't <laughs> want to do that. Mm-hmm. I hate commuting. Yeah, absolutely the worst thing in the world. I don't really mind because the the times of day in which I commute, yeah. I'm yeah, pretty much true. dead to the world anyway. Well, I mean, to so. be fair, I mean I commute 10 a.m. and seven, six thirty. From your bedroom to your living room? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying office, to translate whatever. that into if I were to your workplace. Ah, I gotcha. The traffic wouldn't be that <laughs> bad, but still, it's the, I have to get it in the cold car. Get significantly. I have worse. to go outside. Yeah. I have to. Let me put tell on you, pants. scheduled preheating is real good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why good. you have the EV. Back to the EV. It is the majority of why. Before we end this episode, Scott did bring up World Cup of Cars? Question mark. We will be doing that. Yes, movie. I'm gonna plan that for next week. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna do. World that was Cup really good. I liked it last time we did it, it, and but... it didn't correlate with the FIFA World Cup at all nope. because it took too long, and that's fine. And I'm okay with that because we're fine. gonna do yeah, the topic. Can do yeah. Other we're gonna things. do we're gonna do a World Cup of cars. Why again. shouldn't it? Because also um, in four years the car world has changed, and the bar behind our house is gonna be open till four a.m. for oh. all the soccer matches. That's wow. I'm surprised that's even legal. I, they're not selling alcohol. They oh, sell alcohol, alcohol until one, and then four. That's in. the rule. That's just yeah. the. Oh, okay. Yeah, because their kitchen's also not going to be open during those times. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All, all right. right. We'll right. see you next episode. Bye. I will uh, see you guys soon. All right.